welcome to another episode of the Grow with Ruben podcast, where we have conversations with entrepreneurs and interesting people, generally just interesting people that, you know, we want to learn from, we want to hear about. And every time, like during stories, what I see is that a lot of people, even though you don't try, they tend to drop some nuggets of like some advice, but it's like unintentional. So we love doing this. We're back. And it is my pleasure, Jose Zuniga. How's it going, man? Going good. It's going good, Ruben. Yeah. Going going forward, you know? Yeah. It's been a weird year, I think, all around. Yep. I think we can all just, you know, use a little light light talk and, you know. Yeah. Just talk about some really, really cool stuff going on right now. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. So, uh, how's, uh, how's everything? I mean, I know that COVID has been kind of crazy and people have, you know, some people tend not to, uh, work. Some people Mm -hmm. pushed it into another gear. Um, where are you at, man? Where do you, where do you stand on all this? Well, I think, um, one of the things uh, that I've been noticing in the last couple months is that things are starting to move, I think a little bit more, towards normal yeah or whatever you know the preconceived idea of what a normal you know social interactions going out and like it's normal society in general yeah um you know it's still you know a pretty good far off before we start to you know guess kind of really start to settle back down and yeah things like that but you know with vaccines and you know everything like that going on right now it seems like we're just kind of heading a little bit more towards a little bit more stability and yeah you know, I think it's interesting or it's going to be interesting to see some of the things that kind of are a holdover from this year or last year, probably more the next coming year, maybe yeah. even into next year. Yeah. Some of those things that are kind of holdovers from the society what, that we've been living in. And like what kind of when you say holdover, what exactly do you mean? Me personally, I think uh, the idea of what is necessarily sanitary is going to kind of be warped not in a i don't think in a bad way but you know the uh idea that we've had one of the lowest i think if not the lowest recorded number of colds last year i mean obviously there were other there was something else going around yeah (laughs) but when it comes to um you know diseases like that and things like that i think people you know might you know, tend to be a little bit more aware or a little bit more cautious when they're, you know, out in public as they are because we've, you know, been trained and programmed to have these kind of... Trained and uh, programmed. I don't don't mean that in like a deep state kind of of way, but... Absolutely, though, I I get it, though. I think it's it's a... Some of it's good. I think there's a lot of, you know, that can be taken from, you know, let's... Maybe let's sanitize our hands a little bit more. Maybe let's not, you know, have... Open things of food that we're all touching at the right. same time, right? In the same setting, yeah. More, you know. I think I think that's going to be some of the things that hold over for the next. That is stays years. around, man. Yeah, stays I was around. actually having this conversation yesterday where uh, we were talking about playing uh, beer pong, right? Yeah. So it's crazy how we used to play beer pong, and back in the day, um, you know, people have switched. To, well, I don't know if that this is everybody, but certainly for me, right? So. As I got older, the parties that I ended up going to that had beer pongs, they, it would be like filled with water, mm-hmm. you know, and then you would drink your beer and drink uh, your, and don't drink the water. You just yeah. play with it. But back in the day, I remember it, it would be like, 
same cups, beer. same beer. beer. Yeah. We would use the same bowl, and then everybody would take a route and blow on it. Like, here, blow on it for good luck. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> And then you would drink the beer that that ball landed in, even if the ball has rolled into like you know dirt or whatever. Down the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you like look at the water that it falls into. Like, oh my gosh, that that was in there. There's grass. There's uh, grass. <laughs> By the way, guys, uh, Alejandro's in the house. He's got it. Ah, there, there we it go. Is. It's official now. It's 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 we're rolling. <laughs> now, um, so yeah, man, that's that's crazy. I think a lot of those things will uh, hold over. Speaking about vaccines, I, I know that you know vaccines have been rolling out, and uh, maybe you know it, it's weird to say that that's why the numbers are coming down. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a mass scale i think that it does it is making a difference but i think we were on a downward trend anyways Mm -hmm. at least here in florida and texas and um not here in florida but here in texas (laughs) and florida and uh texas florida coast texas florida coast right and uh so speaking about vaccines have you been vaccinated i have not yet i'm going to try and get into the next round but it's just uh generally been i know it's something important but yeah not something that's been on the front of my mind and yeah. i know it should but yeah you right know. yeah but not yet not yeah. yet i mean it doesn't seem that you are in um in at, at risk doesn't seem like you're at risk look like you're pretty young the beard is kind of you know kind of gives it uh, some age but <laughs> <laughs> keeps the covid away though. you know it's the beard, a- <laughs> that's the wheel you gotta have the beard <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So it has been kind of a, a mm. weird situation for everybody and everybody's kind of getting used to different things. Uh, so what got you into, what are you currently, what are you doing? Well, um, right now I'm kind of working on, you know, real estate, obviously, but, uh, I guess something else that I would say that I'm really uh, passionate about or something that I want to get going uh, maybe within the next few years or definitely at some point as a uh, way to, I guess, as not necessarily a side hustle, but something as a legitimate business is yeah. uh, getting into food. And yeah. that's mostly because I have a pretty, I don't want to say extensive as if I was raised in restaurants or anything like that, but mm-hmm. uh, most of my jobs, you know, uh, after high school, into college, post-college, and then getting into real estate and going to school and things like that. Uh, a lot of it's been in uh, restaurants. My mm-hmm. first uh, restaurant job was as a dishwasher in the summer at a Mr. Gaddy's. I think there's still a couple around. I don't know. Maybe not as yeah. many. What kind of food do they serve at Mr. Gaddy's? Oh, Mr. Gaddy's, man. Pizza buffet. Oh. Like, like it's, it's. I'd say, a little bit better than CeCe's. Okay. And they have a pretty dank game room. Yeah. So, okay. you know, that, that's another thing. You know, COVID, you know, arcades. Well, uh, Cedar Cage. You know, just Cider Cage. Cider Cage, Cage yeah. Well, they're doing up. it right, you know. Yeah. They have a, they have a pretty good system there. Yeah. But, I think they uh, have food trucks or something. Food, yeah, they have food yeah, trucks. Yeah, there too. Oh, that's yeah. that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I guess I'm um, going from there. Yeah, you know, uh, a huge jump was going from dishwasher. Went to school. 
first uh, couple semesters, came back for the summer in Houston, yeah. and I worked at a uh, really high-end European restaurant as a uh, as a server, kind of small place in Midtown in 2012, so, yeah. you know, definitely converting over as far as, the, you know, the neighborhood revitalization, but yeah. it was still, you know, not what it is today. I... I being in Midtown in 2012 yeah. and what it is today is just completely different. But little hole in the wall, super high-end European restaurant. Shout out to Sherivari. It's not there anymore. But, yeah. you know, that's where I kind of learned that food is important, Yeah, you know? And I'd always kind of cooked a little bit, but never really got that kind of switch turning that, you know, food, there's a little bit more to it than just making something that tastes good. I see. And that's for me. Okay. You know, and, you know, everyone has their own different relationship with food yeah. to some extent, but for me, that's something that's kind of important. But everybody has a relationship with food. Everyone does have a relationship with food. <laughs> some kind of relationship. Some kind of relationship. At some point, <laughs> yeah. even. You always have a relationship with food. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I'm a big pizza fan. Okay. Um, so, do you watch barstool sports? I some I, I, I catch yeah I catch just uh, yeah, so one bite he, stuff. Yeah, I, I love that. It's that's so good. I kind of envy that. I would like to try yeah you know, no. a pizza everywhere. <laughs> I, I did oh, uh, I for know. my uh, for my honeymoon. Uh, we did go to New York to have pizza and then to Italy afterwards oh. and. Um, you know the pizza in New York it's it's good don't get me wrong mm -hmm. it's better than what we like than what we have I believe oh yeah Houston that's yeah <laughs> but, not to knock Houston yeah not, Grimaldi's has some pretty good pizza uh -huh. I think here in Houston um but I wasn't blown out of my mind mm. right um and then Rome uh, it was just pizza yeah. um Amalfi Co uh the Amalfi Coast w had the best pizza that I've had the Amalfi Coast? Uh, yeah, the Amalfi Coast. And where is that? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm it's okay. It's, <laughs> no, no, it's totally uh, fine. American I here. wouldn't know either if I wasn't in Italy. Uh, it was like a bus tour to okay. the Amalfi Coast. It's basically just... Uh, um, it's really, man, it's kind of scary. So you're like... <laughs> you're driving through this super thin road and it takes you, drops you off in this one section where it's like just beach houses off a mountain and you just see it come down it's pretty okay. cool uh, uh. yeah that's the amalfi coast right ah, there okay right there if you go to uh if you go to grow with ruben on youtube there's also an amalfi coast video on there too wow. it's we can drop that that Bam. is pretty yeah yeah check that out um i got i was right there i was right wow. go back i was right there if you move your mouse to right there where that green building is at mm -hmm. yep ah, right below that right nice. below that below right there that's where i was standing and i had uh, my drone right there Whoa, and i nice. shot all of that to the left of that there's this one um like towards the left right in the middle right there towards the ocean there's this castle that um some guy gifted uh this uh ballerina very famous russian ballerina it's a good story wow yeah yeah it's a very very great story i was able to visit uh pompeii as well oh yeah and i saw the um i saw the uh what are those people 
So yeah, do y'all know the the story of Pompeii of like oh, yeah, yeah. how the Zubius. volcano yeah. came and just got everybody? Well, uh, yeah, I saw. I was able to see like the 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 people that were like you know mm-hmm. stuck and I don't know what what that's called. What, what I don't know. Either. Yeah, I don't know what that's called. Can we figure I that out? That day in geography. Yeah, in it's like where they school. get stuck and they're yeah. like all like stoned, not yeah. stoned but stoned. You know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, sidetracked from there. No, 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 you're good. Yeah. Um, well, I guess kind of in that realm, uh, you know, I think it's funny that uh, European is kind of taking it, I guess, and going way back and yeah. distilling that into hospitality. Was there any kind of like difference that you noticed in Italy from being served yes. in restaurants as opposed to here? Yes. Yeah, so one thing that I did notice was that there's no tip line yeah. on the receipts. So you don't tip. Mm -hmm. And then basically I tried to tip like the whole entire time I was, I was a few drinks in and Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I want to tip somebody, you know? And they were like, you're really kind of being offensive. Mm -hmm. You know, like we don't take tips. We don't need your tips. Yeah. The waiters for, you know, I guess they get paid right. (laughs) You know, they get paid, they pet out early. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one thing I did notice. Another thing that I did notice was that even whole, like hole in the wall restaurants Mm -hmm. had a waiter with like the sleeve thing. Um, They come and serve you and it's like all kind of a fancy setting. Even in, in like servette, run- I think it's the, the thing's called. Yeah, what's it called? The servette, like the napkin, Servet, the, the napkin thing that yeah. you have just in case. Yes. Yeah, I always carry yes. one of those. So, so that makes a and it makes a huge difference because I was like trying to be conservative on the amount of money I spent there. So I was like, let's go, <laughs> let's not weird. go to the most fanciest place, and it still felt nice. Yeah, yeah. and that, you know that kind of homey and uh, you know being welcome yeah. through hospitality. That's yeah. what I really. Yeah. Really like from it. Yeah. You know, even in, uh, I think the Europeans have a pretty good idea and tradition of having that, you know, that almost like a Southern hospitality feel to it, but European. Yeah. If that makes sense. That does make sense. You know, like, like it's just so ingrained in them that if you're going to have a place, if you're going to have a restaurant or have people over that you're, you know, have you eaten? Here's food. Here's wine. Here's this. Here's that. Yes. In some places, you know, if they're they're feeling welcome. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that there's, you know, disparity in that idea between people. People are individuals. But as a whole, you know, that idea of, you know, being welcome through someone's hospitality, being, you know, approved or, you know, being part of a group of people yeah. through hospitality is what I really enjoy it. Enjoy about it. You oh, know? About this making food. Not, well, not necessarily about making food, yeah. but you know, it's not. It's kind of like a, you're sharing some of yourself. Yeah. With it, you're taking care of other people in a way. You're feeding someone. That's you know, you giving a piece of yourself yeah. to somebody. I spent time on this. I thought of you yeah. making it. Wow. Maybe not even, you know, I thought of you making it, but yeah. you know, no, uh, but someone you might, someone might be coming over. Let me have a couple things just yes. in case. That's have man. a few things ready and just, you know, be ready for something. That's like a good that. way to, uh, to put it too. Exactly. I, that, I was like, wow. Yeah. I was like, man, I never thought about it to that extent, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then, but I bet it hurts though. If the person cancels, if like a person cancels and you're like, you know, you dove in into this, uh, I, I, I'm, 
Maybe. Yeah. It depends. It, de- it depends. <laughs> it's like a like a lawyer. It depends on yeah. the, on the situation, but uh, you know, I I think you know, there's a lot that can be, I guess, transferred over or applied from that aspect of my life working in restaurants. Yeah. That hospitality, that kind of, uh, you know welcome feeling that you want people to have. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of that can apply into, you know, real estate. Yeah. And, you know, just not even necessarily hosting open houses, obviously. Right. And hosting open houses and being with people like that. But, uh, you know, w- with clients, too, I think there's a lot that can be uh, learned from a really, really good dining experience. Yeah. And, you know, so I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, uh, that's kind of where I was leaning. You know, you're you're in this restaurant, um, you know, industry, you're you're in it. So I don't want to go too much into because I know you're you're somehow somehow you're you're going to make it work. And I want to hear that. Uh, But right now you're at you're a waiter. Right at uh, at a spot around Washington area, right? No, 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 not right now. No, not right now. That's not right what I'm now. No. Where we're at, I'm saying where 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 we're at in the story. Oh yeah. So that's where you're at. You're at now, right? The restaurant yeah. closed down. So where do you where do you go from here from there? Well, um, really, I just wanted. I got a different change of pace. Moved from one restaurant to another. The one um, on Washington. Yeah, on Washington. Uh huh. Washington, yeah, that's where it was. Um, yeah, uh, moved to that restaurant in Washington, and what I like to do whenever I move to a new restaurant or get a new waiter job or decide this isn't an environment that I want to be in anymore, I want to go somewhere else, I always kind of take the environment that I'm in and just really kind of break it down. So say high-end European restaurant, um, you know, it's going to have a different feel than a more uh, casual, not necessarily casual, like, you know, Applebee's or anything like that, yeah. but a little bit more um, high end. Higher end, yeah. Yeah, mid high end or something like that. Yeah. Higher end dining, I guess. Yeah. Um, so from there, you know, it's just kind of taking all this pretension out of it. Okay. And uh, that was really that was really a nice thing to move from. A restaurant whose clientele was a little bit more hoity-toity to one that was a little bit more uh, even welcoming for me, you know. Yeah. If and uh, I think that was something that really kind of you know attracted me to restaurants in the first place. And yeah. from there, from when I moved to that restaurant, I you know wanted to be able to apply those things that I've learned from school, from working. Where did you go and, to school at? Uh, well, I went to school for my undergrad at Baylor, but I got my uh, master's from the Conrad Hilton School at U of H, so. Did Baylor just win? National title in basketball. In basketball, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. It was ugly. It yeah. Was an ugly win. Yeah. Uh, for Gonzaga. Yeah. It was ugly for Gonzaga. Dang. But, uh, uh, but um, That's you know, a good work. school spirit right there, like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure. No, love you were like, ah. Oh, yeah. I think it was the, um, I forget the place, Christian's Tailgate. Not the one in Midtown, but the one kind of off Kirby. Yes. Uh, That's, they had like a watch party there, so the whole lawn area it wasn't full of Baylor students because yeah. there's not that many of them yeah, <laughs> yeah. Baylor alumni there's a, there's a good amount but you know they're yeah. gonna stay in uh, 
but it was fun. It was a that fun. Was it was a fun Monday to watch that happen. Is that usually so, where they go to meet up for like the games? It's uh, that Christians tailgate. I think so. There. I think yeah. I think they're kind of more on the west side of Houston where gotcha. they host stuff. Okay. I know there's someone in Missouri City that has a has a sports bar that's an alumni. So well, if you went that. there, if you guys went to Baylor, now you know where to, where the meet is. Is yeah. that yeah. so? It's in the Houston alumni group. They always post. You know, not man, too consistently, but every now and then. It really makes me. So I. I uh, I, I'm a fan of the uh, the Patriots, mm-hmm. right? So um, back in the day, uh, my boss at the time was a member of the Houston Patriots fan club. And uh, they met up, I think it was at Lucky's Pub. Mm-hmm. And they had, oh, a, they yeah. had a smaller section for them. And then at the time I was working and had relationships with uh, Triangle Entertainment, which own like Drink Houston, Roxy, Diablo Loco, all these things. And I knew that the owner at Diablo Loco was a fan of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So we talked, uh, well, my uh, boss at the time, goes in uh, I tell him like hey you know he's telling me like hey this spot sucks like we have a small section for the Patriots here in Houston we don't really have a legit spot so I got him in touch with um, got in touch with Diablo Loco I I formed that meeting and Mm -hmm. then um, after that Diablo Loco became like the spot for all of Houston Patriots fans and they made probably a killing from just having that revenue come Mm -hmm. from there all I asked him for was uh uh, you know, free appetizers for, for life, and <laughs> I haven't received not one. All right. uh, so it, it's like, nah, yeah, and e. you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear this, you know who you are. Citywide beef. <laughs> Got it. Watch out. So share this. Share share this with all of them. <laughs> share this conversation because it's happening right now. Um, mm. So. So using that, so you started, you, you go to school for culinary mm-hmm. um, and then you're, you're working as a waiter. Um, where, where did you go from there as in like, how are you going to use your culinary skills? Um, you're at a, at a waiter. What's the plan from there? Where's your head at? Where is it that you're like, okay, I need to set some kind of game plan. This is the route. Mm-hmm. Um, and how are you going to bring those things together? Well, um, I guess the initial game plan from that point after I moved or kind of around when I moved to a new restaurant was I enjoy this business, but I think there's something else that I can be doing right now that would be a little bit more, um, that would be, you know, better, not necessarily more fulfilling, but something that's going to, you know, kind of be the stepping stone to other things, whether it's going more into food or going a different route or kind of combining those with the knowledge that I'd have, you know, a few years down the line. So, you know, I I lived in third ward when I went to school. And at the time, I think it was right when the houses in third ward were just starting to go, you know, crazy or a little bit after the housing prices in third ward to buy property were really starting to kind of go up after yeah. a while so yeah. i would always see for sale signs and this and that you know for houses from other brokers and i thought you know maybe that's have that's you, something have you lived in third ward like most of your well not for most of my life i'd say since i guess 2017 mm-hmm. 
or so. So not obviously not that long, but even in 2017, the property values were really starting to come up to go up at that time. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, I would see those signs. And I thought, you know, maybe that's something that you know, real estate. I, I have all this really good personality. I'm really, you know, approachable when it comes to talking to clients and, you know, can really be a good listener and be open with them. And, you know, basically, uh, you know, selling my skills and things is like selling, not one-to-one, but like selling a bottle of wine or something, you know, you got to be able to just, you can't just say, I will do this for you. And this is what will happen. You know, you can't just say, this is the grape. This is how much alcohol's in it. You know, you yeah. got to be able to kind of sell yourself, sell the bottle, and have those kind. You know, having those skills and being able to apply them in a different way. And you're knowledgeable about the product and the areas yes. too. Obviously, from your story too. Exactly, and yeah. uh, you know, I think there's definitely that that confidence comes with knowledge about anything. Yeah. You know, enjoyment and. Food comes with knowledge with it about yeah, it, right? So I don't think it's necessarily you need to know everything about food to be able to enjoy it, but I think you need to be able to have a really good knowledge of something in order to feel confident talking about it and talking about yourself and how you can help or apply or you know serve someone, right? Right. You know, have that yeah. hospitality for them, but you really have to know what you're talking about. You can't right. just, you know, make it up on the cuff every just single wing time. It. Yeah, you can't just wing it. You yeah. gotta have at least a base. You know, right. you can kind of branch out from there, but if you, you gotta know something about it. You gotta know something about food, something about wine, something about real estate, or just something about how to talk to people and know what, you know, and, and listen to them and, yeah. know, and know what they wanna hear, know what you wanna hear, and being able to kind of just communicate better. So the wine, did the wine uh, come from like an experience at your waiter job? You're like, I'm selling wine. Where did wine kind of come into the mix? Or was that just part of the culinary school? Um, It wasn't part of the culinary school, but it was something that I, at the time, uh, really focused on while I was in culinary school. I took uh, my introductory course to become a sommelier. Uh, I didn't get the actual... um, registration for it. I just took the two-day introductory course, took an exam, got a little adorable little pin that you can wear on your (laughs) lapel. And it's silly to wear the introductory one, but as you get higher, advanced, master, it's kind of a sign of, you know, I did did this, I know what I'm talking about. But uh, no, I mean, wine just kind of uh, became something that I really wanted to know more about. And... I think there's an extra enjoyment that can come from wine and yeah. in, uh, in knowing more about it. Uh, I don't think it's necessary to know yeah. more about it. You can enjoy a, you know, really good hundred dollar, two hundred dollar bottle of wine. I don't care who you are. Right. Uh, if you, you know, if you like wine, you'll like it. But you know, knowing the vineyard, knowing the process, knowing, you know, the soil in that area, knowing the temperature, knowing those conditions, you know, it makes you more confident when you're trying to talk to somebody about wine or selling a bottle. Yeah. And, you know, I, and again, that's something that I see kind of a one-to-one right there. Right. And, you know, talking to someone about uh, real estate. I wouldn't consider myself an expert right now in it mm-hmm. at all. 
not to the extent of food anyway. I see. <laughs> but, but, you know, you have to know what's going on. What are the right. conditions? What are the, uh, you know, what's the market looking yeah. like? What are the mortgage rates at? What are neighborhoods doing? Right. I mean, I have someone that I'm talking to right now as a buyer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're asking me questions, you know, uh, is it looking good to buy a house? Is it looking good to maybe get a condo instead? Right. And, you know, I don't want to lie. I don't want to say that, you know, great time, buy a house right now. You're going to pay a very fair price. Right. You know, I'll say, you know, I did my research, looked and, you know, condos are a better option right now. Mm -hmm. It's obviously not going to be, you know, as much as a house could be. But, you know, being able to say to that person and talk to them like a person as yeah. opposed to talking to them like you're trying to sell them something yeah and just really being it's honest being transparent and real exactly yes it's, it's being real yeah it's being real yeah i don't know that question that you asked me about this wine i'll get you an answer right you know should i do this or that this one might be better for me but this one is definitely better for you yeah i think you should do this yeah so. that's what's your favorite wine then oh I would say, I think I'd go a little bit more Italian. Okay. I, I would just Same. in a very broad statement, Same. I think yeah. I'd go Italian wines. I think they go, are a lot more adaptable to food. Because yes. you can find something, except for Super Tuscans. I feel like those are cheaters. Okay. Because a Super Tuscan will take all these, it's basically a blend of any grapes that they okay. have. So you can create kind of a perfect structured wine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, great. But, (laughs) but, you know, I kind of like the little idiosyncrasies of, you know, the classic Italian grapes that they have. Yeah. And, uh, you know, totally. And, you know, they're drier. They're not as Mm -hmm. heavy. And, you know, even from the red to the white, you can find something that's going to be pretty adaptable. You know, I, I don't think you go with... Uh, you know, a dry Italian red for like a steak or something like yeah. that. You really need something kind of meaty and yeah. gamey, but you know, Italian reds and whites, great table wines. Right. You know, you can serve them up to anyone, really yeah. approachable. So I'd say those are my favorite. I mean, what do you prefer? I'm a, you I'm a big, I, I almost now only buy Italian wines. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to just, you know, try anything. Um, I, I'll go low budget and I'll mm-hmm. go high budget as well, depending on who's coming over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just mix it with uh, some brie cheese and um, what's that called? Uh, it's called, uh, what do you put on the cheese and crackers? Fing. Fing. Uh, man, it's called. <laughs> what's it called? <laughs> Google uh, Fing. See what's what is Fing? Yeah, it's a. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's cheese and uh, Frank Fing. I think it's Fing. Google that. <laughs> I can do that or ask my wife right now. What's this, Sorry, this F right word now. associated with cheese and what crackers? What do we put on the brie cheese? Fondry. Is it fing? I, I, I can't. I could be butching it. It's okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's pronounced finke. <laughs> finke. <laughs> I don't even know what to type in. Just, no, type, just, just like type Google in. Google uh, cheese. <laughs> 
also so I text her hopefully mm-hmm. she responds back speaking will, of so cheese we'll though find that out speaking <laughs> of cheese um you know kind of to pull it back to real estate things like that let's take yeah. food and put those together yes let's take food and put those together and what can i do other than just straight up hospitality being you know a good server to a client basically fig sorry fig it's big fig okay so close <laughs> <laughs> Pronounced figue. It's figue. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's kind of taking that, uh, the service aspect one, but also what can I do that is fulfilling creatively? Yes. In real estate with food. Okay. So I'm excited for this. You know, a lot of it, you know, a lot of it is based with COVID right now. Right. And I'm pretty sure I can't. Um, what is it called? Cottage law? Cottage law, I think. Um, where you can make baked goods and certain things in your house and sell them. Yeah. As opposed, because you can't just, you know, as a caterer or anything like that, have, I mean, as a legal caterer. Yeah. Not, but uh, <laughs> as, a, as a caterer, you can't just make food in your house, store it in your fridge, and then take it to an event. Like hot foods, chicken. Okay fish, things like that. Yeah. Um, you have to have a, it's very specific. You have to have the right permits, have to have a dedicated space that you go to and cook and store and things like that. Um, but there are certain things that you can make in your house and sell without having all those different permits. Oh. And I can't recall exactly what it is. And I think it's still valid now after, you know, a little bit more relaxation with COVID red, uh, restrictions Yeah, to where you can to where you can do that. So you can make baked goods, certain jellies, jams, things like that, and sell them. But, you know, you just have to have the right. It says, yes, it's legal to have a home food business. It's easy. Texas Mo- makes it easy. Most of the, or some of the time. Some of the time. Yeah, you can't, you can't just, you know, be making plates of sushi and taking those to people. I mean, that's pretty, Yeah, that's I mean, pretty I suspect. I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> I'd go to 7-Eleven before that, but... Right. Uh, you know, um, what can I do uh, blending these food aspects of what, you know, I like to make and what I like to create and, you know, merge that with real estate yeah. in a safe way, in a way that um, is kind of welcoming to people, that is safe for people, that's accepting to anyone, depending on however, you know, they're taking COVID as far as the restrictions and how strict they're being with them. Or, right. you know, I think that there's a way to do you know, to have food, to provide that kind of hospitality in an open house or any kind of setting like that and still take those right precautions and make anyone feel as if they're getting a product that's not going to, you know, maybe get them sick. Not necessarily yeah. from food poisoning, but from, you know, direct contact mm-hmm. with any germs that might be on surfaces. And that's one of those things that I think is going to be kind of one of those holdovers into the next few gotcha. years yeah. is that people aren't going to be so inclined to go and pick up a brownie off of a plate yeah. with 10 other brownies on it. Right. There's got to, I mean, there's got to be a way to kind of um, adapt and ac- to accommodate, to yeah. accommodate people that want to have, you know, that kind of separation from actually touching something. So right. that makes sense. Yeah. That and, makes uh, sense. and, you know, and that's something that, um, clients, you know, when talking to, I would say a, um, 
a uh, seller, mm-hmm. a seller dealing with a seller, and um, you know something that I think is a conversation that has to be had right now. Maybe yeah. in the future, not so much, but that's a conversation that has to be had now. Is do you are you comfortable with in person open houses? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe yes, maybe no. Maybe they're going to say I want an open house every every week. Like, right. You know, like okay here's how we can do that and still provide a safe environment for the people that are coming safe environment for you and you know kind of keep things as normal as possible yeah in that situation so that's how you kind of mix in your so what what exactly do you what exactly would you recommend right so for an open house right now Mm -hmm. um you're kind of you you want to bring some food or something what would you recommend other than just wrapped up food well i think um just kind of going from you know square one how to make this a safe experience for everyone into you know here's the food that we're serving i think the one of the main things is just kind of keeping the idea of what is the open house experience what is for a consumer for a potential buyer someone that's going to come to an open house what are they expecting you know one they want the staged house of course yep and maybe even staged to where there's more open space Right. So that people aren't just next to each other. Right. You, you know, you don't have narrow ways. But, you know, if it's possible to do that, then, you know, I think people would be more comfortable in, you know, spaces where there's six feet, six feet. You know, even yeah. maybe even going so far as to have six feet X's marked yeah. on places just so people are aware. Right. And if, you know, it's a home buyer or a home seller that you're working with that is very concerned about about that and keeping social distance and keeping people not just confined and close to everyone, then, you know, little things like that just make them feel more comfortable as a seller. Makes sense. Makes makes them feel like, okay, this realtor is actually hearing what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't want people here, here, here. Or if there's people in one room, that's, you know, they stay there, they wait here, they leave, they switch, you know, just little things like that that would make the seller feel better. And even as a buyer too. Yeah. So, you know, I think the idea of the open house experience is yeah. something that's changed recently. Has definitely, that has sure. definitely changed people recently. People have and gone virtual. Yeah. Which I'm not sure if that's like the smartest thing because you don't really get the feeling of mm-hmm. like being in that home uh, yeah. when you're doing it virtually. Unless... I'm going to go ahead and plug this in right now. You're with City Inside Houston. You already know that your listings, they um, they do come with a 3D Matterport uh, virtual tour. So that just happens to be a part of something that we do here at City Inside Houston. Cool, but back to what we were saying on that show, So, yeah, that experience. that experience. The open house experience. I mean... It's silly, but people have this idea of what an open house is from movies. Let's face it. Movies, TV shows, it's this really nice thing. There's a great spread. It smells like lavender or vanilla. There's music playing. The lighting's perfect. You know, there's this preconceived notion of what an open house is already in the public perception. And uh, 
it's how how do you take that and actually make it possible right in COVID, right now right. COVID, and staying within health precautions you know and keeping everybody happy even you know going from the person that would be a hypochondriac to the person that doesn't want to wear a mask it, right. you have to be able to kind of accommodate and make all of those people feel welcome right and that's where i think that kind of little extra hospitality imagination comes uh-huh. in to where you can kind of go from that person's point of view okay how would i want to stage this or how would i be okay coming to this open house in these conditions which is you know? which is crazy because you know it's good that you have that attention to detail because i've been to some open houses where it's literally just an open house like you're literally mm-hmm. just opening the door and that's it right but I have you know uh, as a broker and as a just a person that goes and looks at houses and goes you know sometimes on Fridays or Saturdays I like to study the market always I like to know if somebody's like hey Ruben what can I get for $350,000 right now I can name some houses from the top of my head in a normal market right so like not right now because right now houses are lasting about like one not even a day Some, some houses are like off the market the day of right so um yeah so uh it's a crazy market right now we'll talk about that in a second here but these open houses though you know you some of them you come in you come in and it smells amazing you're like oh snap Mm -hmm. it smells like fresh laundry Mm -hmm. um you know the lights are perfect like you were saying there's some tunes Mm -hmm. in the background and it just makes you like Mm -hmm. oh i want to be here 24 7 Mm -hmm. that's kind of what sells and i know that there's that gap where a lot of agents don't see that they Mm -hmm. just see um, just open a house, open the door, be there. So that's great. Please sign this form. Put a balloon over. out. So, Done. Know. Take a picture yeah. in the front that says open house. Game over. Yeah. I'm going to wear the most prettiest dress or suit ever <laughs> and try to sell myself instead of the house. You know, yeah. no big deal. Uh, but, uh, going from there. Yeah. Going into the open house. Um, you know, we got through the vegetables. Now let's eat the steak. Yeah. Kind of feeling. I brought a few things. Oh, snap. That, <laughs> Um, what? You know, I think there's a way, um, and I'll you know I'll talk about it in a little bit um, as far as going full open house or maybe yeah. a little smaller scale. You know, for you know agents that are either just starting out, especially now in this environment, just yeah. starting out. Yep. Um, you know, maybe you want to keep things a little less cost, things like that, right. or maybe you want to just go and have you know. I want to throw that open house. Okay. The one that, pe- that, you know, they're going to actually mention, oh, I went to this open house last week. It was it was wonderful, you know. Yeah. It was, they had this, that, that, and it looked great. You know, so. I need, I need Jose to do all my open houses from now on. And <laughs> hold on. Since <laughs> we're plugging things here. But uh, no, I thought, um, you know, there's a way, obviously, prepackaged things. I think that's going to be probably standard i think going forward in any kind of open house you got to have something that you know people aren't just going to be kind of touching at an open house right you know little muffins things like that you got to have them like pre-packaged but you know what are some of the more creative things that you can do with pre-packaged food when it comes to you know maybe making it a little bit more special a little bit more of an experience and focusing you know on the house of course and the environment but also what are people going to you know literally take with them right when they leave what are they going to remember that open house for what are they going to remember you for are they going to remember the conversation that you had you know what are you, what are you going to do to kind of help with that so you know i think going a little bit more above and beyond so 
you know, keep it simple. Maybe something uh, something like, you know, prepackaged pretzels. Okay. Easy. Done. Crackers. Things like that. You know, Crackers. but you want to go maybe a little bit more fancy schmancy, you know, little prepackaged uh, kind of charcuteries kind of feel to it. Wait, so is this brie cheese right here? Brie, smoked gouda, uh, salami, capicola, and calabrese. And that's just a great tomato there for, you know, maybe people like tomatoes. I'm going to eat this. No, no, no. I brought these for, for, for whoever oh, wanted okay. them. That's why I brought them. So <laughs> brought a couple of those, awesome. you know. And then you maybe don't, maybe people don't like olives. Maybe don't, people don't like the taste of pickles or anything like that. But, you know, then you have for the charcuterie, the pickled items there in a separate container, you know, maybe little toothpicks or forks so they can eat them and not get their hands all dirty and whatnot. So, nice. you know, just having like a few little things like that, I think on the right little board yeah. or like little uh, wooden serving tray, I think that would be adorable that's genius that's cute yeah that is and, and you can take this like right? exactly so, exactly and then with your sticker on here maybe oh yeah for sure right for sure and then you know maybe as a pastry just uh like pre-packaged little macarons there macarons that does smell good so, so are these fresh? Are these you made, made yesterday. You made those yesterday. They were nice. made yesterday, yeah. Nice. So, you know, I think, <laughs> uh, you know, there's still definitely a way to ha have someone have that open house experience. Right. You know, because they, they're going, they want to see the house, but, you know, what kind of spread do they have? Do yeah. they have, what do they, ha do they have any snacks maybe? Bottled water. Yeah, is it <laughs> bottled water? Is it, you know... Bread. What yeah. are they? What do they got? Yeah. You know, when I go into a place and I look at a house and you know, uh, you see something like a little special here. Yeah. You know, I think it takes a little, you know, a little bit more effort on the, you know, seller on the agent side, of course. Yeah. But you know, things like this. If you go to the right stores. It goes a long gonna, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little things like this, and yeah. I'm going to plug them. Free advertising here. Aldi, <laughs> A L D I. If you've never been to an Aldi. It is wonderful. It is, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of, it's a grocery store, but it's just a little bit different. Yeah? Yeah. I love Aldi. I haven't I, gone to Aldi. That's where I got Aldi. I mean, they have really, really good priced items because they don't have name brand items. You're oh, not going to find Nabisco. cheese. Yeah, no. You're not going to find Tillamook crafty things like that you're gonna find their brand i see and it's a very good brand it's the same people that i think that own trader joe's or owned trader joe's this is just kind of their european ah. kind of version of it not as frilly as trader joe's but a little bit more bare bones i haven't know? gone to trader joe's either man they broke down like the grocery system in general oh yeah the, the, <clears throat> the cashiers don't stand the whole time they actually sit down you smart pack, you you bag your own groceries you have a quarter, you got to put it in, and that's how you have your own car. car. That yeah, was you just like Oshans. And then put a thing in it. I don't know if y'all remember Oshans. No. Nah. Y'all don't remember Oshans? <laughs> oh my God, you guys are not originally from Houston. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I mean. So Oshans was like off the Beltway. Okay. Um, it's off the Beltway, and uh, it was Food Town, where Food Town is, like Beltway and uh, like. Bissonette mm. or something like that. Mm. It used to be this Oceans. I remember getting lost there once. <laughs> Fond <laughs> memories of Oceans. Yeah. So I remember getting lost there and uh, yeah. 
uh, I believe Oshan still exists in like foreign like European countries. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen them there, and I was shocked. I was like, "What? That's an Oshan." Um, man, no, yeah, but that's super interesting. Thanks for bringing this uh, bring the the food. I'm gonna eat these two. <laughs> And Just take uh, your goodie bag. Yeah, and then, like you know, as you're leaving, and that, and that's one of the things too. Like, how do you uh, keep uh, health guidelines relatively accessible to yeah. anyone that's coming through, depending on how they might be taking COVID yeah. or the the how serious or not serious they're taking the precautions, and that's fine. But yeah. you have to be accommodating to anyone that's going to be coming and looking at the house. So that's true. Have the table set as they're leaving. Please re-sanitize before taking anything. They have their little, you know, I'm thinking like a little half cut, uh, what do you call them? Uh, sandwich bag, the uh-huh. the brown bags. Yeah. You know, to where they can just hold them like, like open palm like that. No. no. Brown, brown bag cut in and ha- not as tall. So uh-huh. instead of being this tall, it's like this. And then when they open it, it just opens up on the hands. Yeah. It op- it, well, yeah, it just opens up little rectangles. And then they can, you know, kind of as they leave, put their things in there. And then, you know, they have their little snack pack that they're taking with them. So physically, yeah. they're taking something yeah. with them. You've given them a physical object that yeah. is going to make them remember, oh, yeah, that open house. Right. You know, or, oh, yeah, that agent. Yeah. Even if, you know, they're just a looky-loo going through. Like, oh, man, that was, that that was, was a really good, good experience. When, is, when's, when, when are they throwing another one? Let me right. put them on the <laughs> That's your thing. alerts. What are, when, are the, when is this agent doing this an open house? This guy has to have all the open houses. I'm not the market for it, <laughs> <laughs> Now. <laughs> man, so what can you sell? So I saw that, you know, you said we can sell food in Texas. What can you do and what can you not? do because let me just give you a little little story right so Uh i used to uh work uh in property management like i mentioned before Mm -hmm. and i remember uh this lady she um i don't know what happened but she wasn't working anymore and she was just making pizzas out of her uh out of her apartment and then selling pizzas out of her hmm. apartment so i don't know if that was even like i don't know if you can even do that and uh and on top of that and respect I'm, the hustle <laughs> i mean i'm not i'm not saying nothing you know so she was making pizzas and she was selling them and once uh you know once they I don't even know if I can share this but who cares uh, you know people move out I didn't say any names and it was like one of the most disgusting like move outs yeah. I've ever seen and it's just like uh, I can't believe people Food were like, eating. eating these pizzas yeah. they brought me a sample too to the office I was like uh, I don't know but it's pizza though <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay I have, I have it up here actually um <laughs> You heard that here, folks. Pizza, you can get. <laughs> eh, it's pizza. Uh, baked goods that don't require refrigeration. Eh. Yeah, yeah, you can get around that, I guess. So a you, lot of stuff. You can't uh, sell pizza, though. No, you cannot um, sell you, pizza. You can't sell really. So the the things that are on this list: um, canned jams, uh, dry mixes, vinegar, mustard. Things that are, it gets a lot of things that already have kind of a natural preservative because that's just how they're made. You make yeah. pickles, it's going to have vinegar. Preserve, so yeah. you take the you know best 
practice as possible. Yeah. And and even if you kind of mess up, there's enough vinegar in there to kind of Kill. keep it in check. Yeah. Fruit pies, you know, like, like I would I would think if you're going to uh, like a a fruit stand on the side of the road, like you know, coming down two ninety or going out two ninety, if there's any like you know big fruit stands or anything like that, you know, they're selling honeys, they're selling yeah. little pastries, they're right. selling fruit that they've you know grown yeah or, or have um you know things like that so you can't really do prepared foods like hot foods yeah pizza burgers yeah. things like that and i mean you know on facebook marketplace i don't ever really want to you know knock the hustle or anything like that but you know people that make the uh the to-go plates like in the what do you call it like the styrofoam containers uh-huh. like the three thing containers uh-huh. you know there's de- there's definitely people that advertise and I would I would only assume don't have a dedicated space that they rent out to prepare the food because you yeah. can do that as a caterer. I mean, yeah. you don't own a restaurant or a kitchen. What you kind of do is you rent out space in these shared kitchens and you make your stuff. So it done. like cloud kitchen. Yeah, yeah, cloud yeah, kitchen. like those. But yeah, you know, there's definitely different. Um, what do I say? Tiers or uh-huh. costs depending on the facilities. So you can do that. But, you know, if you're just selling plates and things like that, I'm I'm just going to assume that, you know, you don't have a space. But, you know, as long as your kitchen, you know, I don't... Hey, if you if you feel comfortable doing it in your yeah, kitchen, yeah. Hopefully, I hope yeah. that it is of uh, at least you know eight out of ten sanitation. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully at least, at least. <laughs> you know like it, home kitchen at least. Yeah, you know give it a once over. Yeah, right. At least oh, before man. you start doing stuff, and you know that's something that you have to kind of consider just putting these together. Like, yeah. okay, you know I could just easily you know touch it uh, this that's that and the other yeah but you know if i want to really kind of just take that extra step or you know really give my a seller client a um that reassurance uh you know that i took every precaution possible yeah you know gloves. it shows in the presentation yeah well gloves yeah. mask all that even just in your own kitchen as you're p- putting it all together you know, you just just making sure that you know you're taking every precaution, and if your client's very concerned about it, making sure that they know that you took every single precaution possible. You know, I yeah, think that, I think that's something that's uh, for for right now is really important, just to make sure that they everyone, yeah, and you know, nobody wants to. And if you're going to an open house and you're grabbing something, you know, maybe you want to even know that this was packaged with some kind of care. Yeah. Some kind of care, some kind of sanitation standards that, you know, I know it's not cooked, but, you know, I don't want them touching it. Yeah. You know, just throwing on the gloves, you know, having a little sign. Everything was prepared with the best possible sanitation standards. Yeah. To an extent, you know, don't yeah. put that and then, you know, they expect no, you're in a sterile environment. But, you know. No, you some just, people feel, you know, people yeah. some people feel safer. They see gloves. They see that you're, you know, you have that attention to detail. And um, sometimes it's like theatrical, but um, it works, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was watching... Um, 
uh, Adam Ruins Everything, and he was talking about, uh, you know, your signature on a receipt, you know, it gives you this false sense of security, but in reality, like, there's not somebody checking your signatures to see if they mm-hmm. match. You know, there's not a system or anything like that. Uh, yeah, that's always silly. Yeah. Like, you're not here, but then you are here? Yeah. Is it just the software, maybe? Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Because... put Steve on <laughs> I just draw a line. Just, now. But it, it, you know, and and that's real. And a lot of people they they give into that. They see that they're like they they have this sense, and it's just it's kind of you kind of do it unconsciously too. Like at the airport, you know, they're like, hey, uh, divide, you know, split a seat. Mm-hmm. You're splitting a seat, so like you sit here, you leave this one open. The next person can sit on the oh, next one. Yeah, they do. They did it at uh, for United and for Delta. They didn't have that? When they took the pictures, maybe. Yeah. No, I'm talking about in the waiting area, oh, okay. not in the plane. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So in the, w- the no, no. So that's what. I, so that's exactly where I'm going. So it's like outside. Yeah. You know, at the while you're waiting at the gate, the seats have one seat open, mm-hmm. and then you get into the plane mm-hmm. and you're like bunched up. Yeah. And it's like, it so what's the point yeah. of? Uh, but that's what I'm yeah. trying to say with theatrical kind of like yeah. they have to see that sense of like oh well they're mm-hmm. they're taking some kind of precautions i'm only taking the risk when i'm in the plane yeah <laughs> you know so so what influenced you to kind of go f- you know to, to kind of mix in i see where you took your culinary and your uh you know your attention to detail into real estate selling real estate you got your real estate license yeah right you started selling real estate here and there um you have a, a few transactions under your belt um and you're you're doing this so you're what influenced you to um to uh to influence this food like what what about what about food kind of was like okay well i like italian mm. i obviously i can pick up on that vibe what else kind of just you know made it well uh one of the places that i worked at was a uh, tapas restaurant so you know a lot of small spanish bites and things like that and you know i always had this idea of it would be great to have a real tapas bar in houston not i mean nothing against uh what is it andalusia i think the one downtown there's a place downtown it's a and it's good don't get me wrong it's a good spanish restaurant really nice but there's definitely something lost in translation from the tapas bar, a tapas bar in Spain. I haven't been, to, I've seen so many travel shows about, you know, tapas bars in Spain and the cuisine and have cooked a lot of Spanish food myself. Um, but that, 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 that bar experience where you go in, you order a drink, somebody brings you out a, a little bit of food automatically. You know, I always thought that that would be a cool, a good concept in Houston. You know, having that authentic bar, not a restaurant that just so happens to have tapas on the menu. Yeah. So, um, what's tapas? Tapas are um, small bites, small plates of food that are served in uh, Spanish bars, Spanish restaurants. So, you you know, you go in, you order your beer, and then they bring you something super simple. Let's say, like, uh, some sliced tomato with some olive oil on some bread. You know, something that you can eat. You know, something that you can just kind of enjoy. Small bites. Like a Spanish hors d'oeuvre, I would say. But a little bit more steeped in tradition. I see. So, well, you know, obviously these aren't cooked or anything like that. 
Tapas, great um, example of something that, you know, I took influence from or a cuisine that I take influence from that can easily be shifted into, you know, staging a nice little open house. Yeah. Something like that, that kind of cuisine, that finger food, but really simple ingredients, but, you know, really delicious. Yeah. Never underestimate a toothpick. That's all uh, I'm right. saying. You know, you yeah. put a little, you know, piece of tomato, roasted garlic, a little pepper, you know, you have a vegetable item there. And that's yeah. something, you know, honestly, that's something, too, that I notice a lot of people when they're kind of making food or preparing food or, uh, you know, I mean, getting food ready for a group of people. Uh, something that I really learned in the restaurant industry that I know a lot of people aren't usually aware of are food allergies and, you know, food preferences. Uh, so putting together this, this would be great, you know, with the food, with the meat and the cheese touching. Maybe people aren't, you know, too keen on meat. So you have to have some cheese ones available. Maybe yeah. people are lactose intolerant. Maybe you just need some meat ones available. Yeah. Maybe just some vegetable ones, uh, you know, pickled ones, this, that. I didn't want to put the olives in this one because a lot of people don't like olives. You know, yeah. that little briny flavor, mm -hmm. that's going to ruin it for them. So let me put yeah. this in something else. Yeah. Let me have an option for someone that's, you know, allergic to gluten. Let me have something that's uh, for someone that's allergic to dairy, for eggs, nuts, you know, vegetarians, vegans, anywhere in between, you, you yeah. know, just taking that idea and having something for everyone right. so that they can have something to take with them or feel like they are not an outlier as they are going through like, okay, I have a whole tray of meat. Great. Yeah. That's a very specific <laughs> uh, group of people that would want to eat that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, but, yeah. you know, a lot of people also wouldn't. You know? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think yeah. there's a really good application of knowing a lot of different cuisines and a lot of different cooking styles. Yeah. And uh, being able to take all those food allergies and food preferences into account and make it a more welcoming experience for everyone as opposed to just who you think everyone is. Yes, right. So, so you, you, I mean, you give it a lot of thought. Yeah, and, yeah, and a lot of it, um, you know, is just kind of secondhand, too. Yeah. Or second, you know, just uh, not secondhand, but it, it, second nature. Second, second nature, nature, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That happens a lot, too. I, I, mm -hmm. I noticed, because especially since you really dive into it, you really like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're, you have fun doing this. It's the same thing with me when I'm, like, on, on the computer and I'm just like, all right, go you know and it's like it, it becomes kind of second nature where i can do multitask actually i don't even know if i'm multitasking i feel that i like <laughs> mess up a lot when i i tend to multitask yeah. but i feel that i'm most comfortable in my head is when i'm multitasking i feel mm -hmm. like if my problem is actually is that i'll be doing something and then I'm like, oh, wait, that's a great idea. Like, I'll think about something yeah. that has to do with a second project. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, well, let me stop everything I'm doing now, jump on the next thing. And I'm like, all right, that's as far as I thought about that project. And let me go back here. And I'm just like going off. Mm -hmm. So, but it becomes kind of like second nature. 
Um, yeah. And then, you know, looking over contracts and kind of keeping, mm-hmm. you know, processes and procedures in place. And mm-hmm. uh, it does become second nature. So it's good that you, you know, that that is. So are you doing anything other than, you know, so you're mixing it in with food and real estate, which is amazing. That's a really good uh, niche. It's a good niche, too, uh, because not a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. And shout out if anyone needs any kind of open house food preparation anything like that i am more than happy to help with that plug it in you know i don't honestly just for for cost you know yes way jose real estate on facebook i'm probably gonna put together a separate page just kind of uh you know for food yeah and basing it on that but definitely seeing updates on you know food that i'm making and you know i'm starting to put you know little things that i make onto my uh Facebook page and yeah. making little posts. I have this idea for a treat Tuesday. So every week is just a little, you know, hey, here's some muffins and yeah. a little cute little thing on a nice little plate, yeah. you know, Instagram picture. Do you have a, a YouTube channel where you make these? Like, since you're making them, you're uh-huh. constantly doing that. Why don't you just record yourself doing that? I, you know, it, it's just because it's such a kind of spontaneous thing that happens for me. And unfortunately, that just. You know, I, I if I'm if I'm feeling like I want to bake something or make something or cook this food or uh, Saturday or this past Saturday, the Friday before I was making pho broth overnight, you know, just kind of on a whim, let it go yeah. overnight and then ate it Saturday. Yeah. It's not really anything that I do that's uh, kind of planned out. I see. If that makes sense. I see. Unless it's for, you know, someone else or for an order for a specific reason. Yeah. It, it just I don't want to make it sound pretentious but it just kind of happens you know i bake or i cook something and it just happens so are you gonna get into like any kind of a catering or at some point i do um right now i have a thing that i'm going to be working on in i believe june Uh that's going to be a pretty solid event Uh, again just kind of small things like this but uh you know cooking for 50 people 100 people is different than cooking for 10 people yeah you know you have to be able to have the sample have something delicious that you take to uh someone to try out while they're trying to consider you okay that's great you made five of these can you make 500 of them yeah and it be the exact same quality yeah everything's going to taste the same right it's going to be good right at um so i have one of those in june but i want to see about kind of expanding that a little bit more and I never really had the idea until just very recently of kind of, you know, outsourcing this little, you know, amount of staging and food preparation for yeah. any other realtors here in, you know, this in this building in or, this office, any, or more or anywhere, yeah, exactly, office, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's something that's uh, that I really kind of enjoy doing so much yeah. that I I mean, I don't want to say that I would undercut the, you know, anyone that's looking to like, you know, try and do this themselves, but yeah. I, you know, wouldn't do it for, you know, a ridiculous amount of money right. for a, a catering amount of money, you know? Yeah. yeah. I want to be fair. You know, yeah. if you want something, then yeah, if there requires a little effort and, you know, appreciate it, more. but yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do these and charge, you know, $2 a bag for one of these. Right. Right. That, that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that makes sense. No, that's a, and that's a great idea, man. Um, I think that that's the entrepreneur in you too, that, and I think that can push, you know, well, 
what we should do is and I'm going to put it on Slack. I'm going to put it to all all the agents here. Like, hey, guys, if you don't want to get ready, you know, you don't have the time to get ready for it. Mm -hmm. Like, call up Jose. Yeah. He's setting this. Give us a price sheet. I mean, we'll. Yeah. And, and the time thing, too. You yeah. Know? That's something that I know is a real, uh, you know, stop for people. Like, yeah. you know, and maybe people don't have time. Maybe just people don't want to take the time. But, you know, everyone's schedule is different. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is something that I really enjoy doing to the extent that I don't even consider it uh, work, work yeah. or, you know, something that I don't even consider laborious. Yeah. Because I get to I get to see what's at the, the end product, you know. Right. A lot of it is, and I think a lot of what real estate is, is kind of making or putting something out into the world or yeah. making a connection with someone either through food or through your conversation, through your service, helping them out. I think there's a lot that comes from really uh, doing something, making something, and what is the... Uh, really uh, the way that it's impacting someone else and it doesn't have to be you know life shattering or a huge revelation for someone yeah what you do but you know what are the little things that you do that connect with people right you know that make them feel like you're genuinely there for them listening right. to them talking with them yeah and you know i think that's a lot of uh there's a lot. That's a lot of things in life too. Absolutely, man. Um, and yeah, you, and you make you really kind of just make it personal, right? So you you make it unique. <clears throat> you make it a unique experience for every person that comes in, either with catering food or even with an open house, like you mentioned, and mm -hmm. selling them a house too. You, it's it's like you're selling somebody a personal experience uh, compared to somebody that has like a model where it's like. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets the same treatment, blah, mm -hmm. blah. You know, you kind of look into the details of what the person is really looking for. Some people are more... <clears throat> pretty much the way that I see it sometimes is that you know everybody wants to at some point or probably doesn't want to buy a house yeah. right and some people yeah, buy yeah. off emotions and some and some people buy off of necessity and some people are just like you know what I don't want to burn money on rent anymore I'm just going to mm -hmm. go ahead and buy whatever is convenient for me financially so um, the fact that you take a personal approach to it man that's really it's a really smart um, and I think that the food and the open house skills i think that that's a very good niche especially also with your catering it comes in you're expanding your network mm -hmm. that network then will then feed you more clients i mean it's kind of a, a big uh, circle right there so oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah man that's that's uh <clears throat> that's neat i'm i'm excited to try the try these out so yeah. man the best part is it's all a work expense and it's all it's all a work <laughs> it's expense. all a work expense it's all a work yeah. expense yeah well, i can I just finish that up uh, with that this past week and i was like oh wow this is the first year that i had a 1099 so okay yeah and they changed it this year 1099 sec now or yeah, yeah from misc oh. yeah i uh but, from uh, i think it's just a pretty much a name change kind yeah. of not so much of a functionality a functionality or, yeah yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, I put hired that a in. CPA. She takes care of all my stuff. <laughs> Shout out to you. I won't put your name out there, but thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Do you mix any? You try to mix any like recipes and try to play around, create your own. Like, well, that's something that I really take pride in. Yeah, being able to have learned these techniques because I've I've only really been focusing on uh, cooking for a few years now. Yeah, and uh, I think I started. Like started cooking my senior year of 
high school, so that was 2010, mm. and uh, you know, kind of coasted on that and what I knew from there for a while. And I, I wouldn't, I would say it's been in the past uh, four years that I've really been focusing, and the last two years that I've really been experimenting yeah. with stuff. So I think there's a real. Uh, real nice ability of knowing a technique as opposed to knowing a recipe right when it comes to something because a technique you can kind of mix all these different elements from different cultures different cooking styles this that or the other i can flavor this this way but i can cook it this way right you know i can flavor it like this but i can cook it in a pot in the ground you know i, see. I can you know, prepare the chicken in this way because it's how one culture prepares it, but then I can cook it this way, you know, over open fire or this or that. And, uh, you know, just being able to throw a lot of things together, like tapas, you know, you can yeah. put anything in as a tapas. tapa, as a yeah. tapa, pretty much <laughs> anything as tapas, yeah. but, you know, how do you, yeah. you know, kind of mix different food flavors, flavors and things yep. like that, you know? Yeah. You know, when it comes to like making things like this, I want to make it as a little bit more, you know, comfortable and approachable as possible. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, it all goes down to just really good, simple food. And yeah, I think uh, there's a real or has been a real shift in trying to elevate those simple dishes into more elevated dishes as opposed to just making the simple dish as perfect as possible if that makes sense like yes. take taking the ingredients but really breaking it down what are the ingredients that go into this into this dish yeah. that is a super simple you know it's nothing crazy it's not a you know hard recipe right. but how do you take that and really just make it the best that it can be yeah you know where do you get the tomatoes from are you making the stock yourself you know are you you know rendering the fat out of chicken stock as you make it are you doing this are you roasting peppercorns before you grind them onto something right or marinade you use it as a marinade because you know there's so many different flavors that come out of things but yeah. usually all these old recipes and ways of making food it's very utilitarian yeah. you know i need to have the food ready so we can eat it right but you know taking that thing i need to have the food ready how can I make the food as simple and delicious as possible without, you know, getting too pretentious with it? Ah. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I told I totally see that. There's a lot of detail there. Mm -hmm. That's why I can't cook. It's because my attention to detail is not the best, but <laughs> no, but it's good. It's a good niche. It's a good niche for you, man. I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that I get to witness the journey and see it. So, yeah. uh, what's the what's the plan moving forward? Uh, well, I mean, I think the plan moving forward, obviously, real estate, and um, you know, with something like this, I think yeah. there's a lot of potential in people that would want to have that service taken care of, that craft services idea. You know, and not even necessarily just for uh, for hosting an open house or for real estate, but yeah. anything where you're going to have a group of people, you know, coming through or together. You know, you do you want to as a host as a host put all that together, or would you rather you know pay someone just a little bit more, uh, you know, above food cost, yeah, to have it ready for you, have it staged for you, right. have it good to go so all they have to do is just put the tray out there done done you know? yeah where's that event that you said you had 
that is, I believe, going to be up in the woodlands. Okay. So <clears throat> uh, it's going to be for a quinceanera. Nice. And uh, are you going to record that when w- your food services, everything that you do? I, by that point, I'm pretty sure that I'll have. Let me know. Uh, that I'll have enough uh, together to, you know. As far as a uh, production value, or if you're willing, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're if you're about it, um, we're, I think we're about it, and uh, we can come and shoot some of that for you. Okay, I mean, I'll I'll <laughs> see too because I don't want to impose know, on the yeah, celebration yeah, yeah. at all or anything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, we're all. Black well, why does Jose, why does Jose get a videographer? And yeah. I did. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know? right? that's um, true. They might have their own. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they moved it from last year, so. Oh, they did. Well, yeah. COVID. COVID so. Yeah. Right. So she was actually 15 last year. Yeah, it's a retroactive quinceanera. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so are they gonna have the 16-year-old balloon up there? <laughs> I don't know at that at that time. Yeah, I mean, just for pictures, fifteen. I see. I for see. Pictures, fifteen. I see. But they're gonna Across have a pretty big. It. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty good thing. Um, good I'm thinking sentiments. fifty plus uh, fifteen hundred. I believe I'd have to fifteen hundred, fifty to hundred. I'd have to double check on the. Are they gonna be checking back. like uh, the COVID passports? I don't know. That that might be more of a uh, facility thing <laughs> yeah. at yeah. that point, but I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know about the COVID passports. <laughs> as far as people, <laughs> as far as good business practices, not necessarily ethically, but yeah. good for your bottom line, yeah. I don't know if that's the best route to go right now, Yeah, is to have strict COVID passport testing. I know Denmark is, has it. I got a friend in Denmark and... Um, yeah, she has to get checked every 72 hours uh, and have a negative and just to go out to buy groceries, huh. get your nails done, your hair done, stuff like that. Mm. You got to have a COVID passport every every two hours. You got to get checked. Wow. Yeah. Huh. As, uh, I, you know, I tend to like read news from all over the place just mm-hmm. to get, I know that there's like, depending on where you're getting your news source is it's going to be biased no matter where you go right mm-hmm. like it's going to be biased no matter what no matter what side it is it doesn't matter but hearing it from a friend is like oh it's actually like it's going down like mm-hmm. it, this is this is real this yeah. is happening right so um <clears throat> that no that's crazy the other day you know i uh, i we buy we buy i'm gonna say the name right now i don't care uh, wings and more, right? Like on two nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, usually that's our wing spot. We go there across the street and we buy wings all the time. They have an outside drive through window, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm in the outside and I give them my debit card. I'm just like, hey, um, here you go. I got the 50 piece. And uh, he looks up at me. He's like, okay, cool. So he goes inside and then he comes back outside. He opens the window. Mm-hmm. I'm outside. I'm more than 10 feet away. And he's like, hey, you got to put on your mask. And at this point, I'm like, I would do it. You know, I respect businesses and mm-hmm. I'm not going to enter your domain or anything without a mask. And I'm not against masks either. Mm-hmm. Right. But at this point, you already got my card. You already ran it. I'm outside. I'm 10 feet away from you. There's people inside the restaurant sitting down mm-hmm. without a mask. What's going on? And then... You had to be the food, yeah. You know, but you yeah, know, if yeah. you're next to me, like, dude. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm like, just 
run my card and drop they have like a counter so they can literally put it on the counter close the window there's a drive-through window so um i um i'm like yeah i'm not gonna put it on and he's like shakes his head he goes inside he grabs a mask and he comes and tries to hand me a mask i'm like i'm outside i'm 10 feet away from Mm. you i don't need a mask just put my food down let me go you know yeah so his manager comes up to the window with a bag of food he's like hey you got to put on your mask and i'm like why don't you just put it on the counter and go about your day i'm outside Mm -hmm. and then he was like no man you got to put on your mask and i was like yeah that's not gonna happen just drop my food on the counter Mm -hmm. i'm outside (laughs) not and it's not even like i'm outside in like their grounds yeah. like it's literally like i'm totally outside you know like you don't in put, nature yeah i'm in nature i'm out to by myself uh yeah so i don't know what that was about but um finally he was like oh you can't come here anymore so i won't be going there anymore too bad uh but yeah he left my food outside he closed the window i just i was next to my car too i was just like okay okay <laughs> and uh, we went about our day but it was just like that i don't know where that just came from but that hospitality that side hospitality too. man you know, it. it's gone yeah it's there one, it, you know that bad experience yeah, yeah that, one bad experience yeah. and we go there like religiously like daily. yeah no i know you yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i know yeah exactly so yeah man who cares? But there's wings. There's wings there's everywhere wings around the world. And I honestly don't think they have the best wings either. No. Nah. No. They're, 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 they're okay. All right. So, cool, man. Well, oh, good. I hope that y'all enjoy snack time here. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna finish these macaroons. That's what they are, right? Macrons. Macaronis. Mac- okay. Or not macaron. Macrons. Macrons. Yeah, mac- macaroons have, are like the the, the, the the pink ones. No, no, no. That's the um, with the what are they called? Coconut. Okay. Like the little, like pastry. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. have the little coconut cookies. Yeah. That's more of a macaroon. Oh, okay. That one I think is uh, spelled M A C R O N S. Got it. But you know, whatever. As long as you enjoy it, I don't we care, will, what, I don't care what you call it. <laughs> No, I will, man. Uh, thanks uh, for coming by. Thanks for sharing your story. Mm-hmm. Thanks for teaching us about just some more of a in-depth vision of an open house. Um, can't wait for your next open house. And uh, yeah, man, do you want to plug anything in before we get out of here? Um, I guess the only thing I'd plug in is my uh, Facebook, Yes Way Jose Real Estate. Um, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'll be posting a lot more now, a uh, lot more food, little ideas, you know, little recipes, there things like that. And I guess one last thing, because oh, I'm always an advocate for it. Do it. Um, if you want to kind of start to learn how to cook, yep. I would say if you're going with one of the meal delivery services, I think it's called Next Meal. It's one of the cheaper ones, simpler ones. And from what I've seen, I like it more because you don't just learn a recipe that you're going to cook once. You're kind of learning different little techniques, you know, how to make side dishes, things like that, that are, you know, more accessible. And okay, I don't necessarily need the delivery service for this, but, you know, I'm, you're learning a little bit more. Okay. So what's that called? Next meal. Next meal. I think it's like $1.99 per meal to start it. Okay. But I'm always an advocate for people, uh, always an advocate for people to cook. Gotcha. Kind of just, you know, there's just something really 
nice and fulfilling of having a tangible thing that you created and even better if you consume it. Right. You know, it's really, really, really nice. I don't think people need to do it every day if they don't want to. That's totally fine. I need to. I need to get into it. I'm going to check it out. I I don't cook. I literally go out to eat breakfast, lunch and dinner. And uh, I could be saving a lot more money if I can just cook at home for sure. So um, I should be checking it out. A little bit of meal prep. It's it's fun. (laughs) A little bit of meal prep. A little meal prep. You know, a little rice, a little meat, a little vegetable. (laughs) Boom. I wish I can can get into it. I just, I'm just like, tell my wife, not that it's a gender thing, (laughs) but I tell my wife, like, hey, get into cooking. She doesn't really like to cook either. So me and her are the same. You know, we... Um, you know, we kind of try to help each other out, but yeah. it's really hard when we both don't cook. She cooks sometimes when she has time, yeah. you know, um, and I will never cook, but I will yeah. definitely pay for your meal. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so, yeah. No, no, it's fine. You know, just do some couple simple things, yeah. maybe do them together. You start, yeah. start an argument because yeah. you're not doing this right. You're not yeah. doing this right. Exactly. Then at the end, it tastes delicious. And, and then you got to okay. also clean up the dishes. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Man, put that to soak. Yeah. Put it all to soak. Right. <laughs> That's smart. I hate oh, dishes. But, cool. Yeah. Jose. Yeah, good. Thanks, good. man. Thanks for coming in. I enjoyed this conversation. I, and hopefully we do it soon. We catch up on what your uh, catering has been going on. So and you know your open houses. Mm-hmm. So uh, I appreciate yeah, it for sure. Any open house that the office has, I'd be more than happy to help with. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. share that on Slack. Absolutely, I'm gonna share Absolutely. that on Slack. So I'd if anybody hits that. you up, I'm gonna make your own channel on Slack on there. So like if anybody catering, bam, yeah. might even get on the YouTube. Boom, see what's going on there. Do it. All right, gotta get a mic. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ruben. Thank you. I really appreciate it. This was fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely.